to travel, eat, and learn. This is a body, funny, and sometimes educational travel show. I'm Susan Sam Shockley. And I'm Patrick Barney. And this is our tremendously successful show <laughs> on the Vegas Video Network. I don't know why everybody's laughing. Like Trump, it's the facts. <laughs> now, it's travel because the world is a book, and those who do not travel only read one page, slackers. It's eat, because the best way to experience a place is to eat with the locals, be with the locals, and experience it that way. And to learn to have fun because there's nothing like enjoying the cuisine and the culture of different places to enjoy yourself. Thanks to those of you who watched our show last time and the time before, we are now international and we do thank you so much for watching. If there's anybody out there from Australia, England, <laughs> or Asia, <laughs> let us know, all right? I, you know, I know we don't speak. Uh, Australian? Oh, well, <laughs> well, we do, we do speak Australian because I'm Irish and Australians well, are just, just Irishmen who got just caught. Just wait till later. He's had five years of French and this is going to be... Um, Don't steal my thunder. This is going to be really fun. All right. All right. Now what we're going to... Oh, well, you all know that we are married, okay? Which is, <laughs> which is why we laugh our way through life, okay? And here for the last 18 years and we do have our own travel show for more travel. Look at that, a great graphic. It's a website you need to go to. Oh, look at okay. us, aren't we cute? Now, what are we gonna do tonight? What we're gonna do tonight, or today, depending on what part of the world you're in, is we're gonna talk about New Orleans, Louisiana only. Which we, we just came back from. That's what I was gonna say. Well, I said As instead. As usual, we're married, okay? <laughs> I went on the New Orleans tours. I sat all day in a conference because I'm a member of the International Travel Writers and Photographers. And of course, we don't see anything. We just stay in a conference room. Anyway, you, we are going to talk about your practical palate. What, what do you do in New Orleans? Eat. You eat and you drink. So we're going to spend most of our time telling you how we spend five days eating and drinking our way through the French Quarter. We didn't have time to go anywhere else. And okay. we're going to announce our winner. Barb, you know who you are. Again. Again. <laughs> but first, let's have some travel news. Oh, I can't wait. And travel news today is simply the first 200 years of New Orleans. First of all, in 1718, the French started New Orleans to hold their Mississippi uh, territory Should together. I be taking notes? Yeah, take notes, take notes on this, okay? The most important thing happened in not till 1770, and that's when Lafitte's blacksmith shop, better known as a bar, was started, and it got through two fires and 246 years, so I could have a cold beer there in 2016. And if you go right across the street, there is this hotel, and that's where he kept his mistress. It's still there. Some things never change. All right, New Orleans had two big fires, only 14 years apart, and that's burned down pretty much everything the French built in the, in the quarter. Why? Because they used wood. 
okay, was later on when France gave the New Orleans to the Spanish, that the Spanish said, hey, why not use bricks? They don't burn as fast, okay? And so most of the French Quarter, which we call the French Quarter, is Spanish architecture from the late 17 and early 1800s, which is ironic. Okay, we're moving right on here. Oh, let me tell you something, Dix, I looked it up, I looked it up, and in 1863, they, this, uh, this, they made a Dix coin. Coin. It's a commemorative coin. Okay, good. For the Civil War, and that's where Dixie came from. from. Okay, it's a Dixie coin. I'm so smart. Yes, okay, what do they go from Dix to Dixie because it was a small coin? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, with some you more jump, facts. You, well, you jumped 60 years ahead of my wonderful news well, here. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Well, I know you weren't, okay? <laughs> Why don't you, uh, never mind, I won't say. Okay, France got it back in 1802. I thought that was great. And Napoleon turned around in 1803 and sold it to us for 50 million francs, and he forgave the 3 million franc loan that we owed him, because after all, he paid for the Revolutionary War. Anyway, but then the next important thing to remember was in 1807, the old Absinthe House. Absinthe. Absinthe House. Absinthe. It, was, it was built. And it started right then and there. And we're going to talk about that later on because that's one of my favorite places in the French Quarter. Okay, what else have we got here? Uh, so let's see, move along real quickly. Well, while you're, you're, you're have a, while you take a breath, you know what Creole is? Creole is French, Spanish, or African people who were born in the U.S., the first generation. That's what Creole is. Okay, who actually were born in Louisiana. It wasn't the U.S. then. But it's okay. We just, I mean, give or take a century, what the hell difference does it make? Okay, I understand. All right, in 1812, New Orleans became the capital of Louisiana. In 1815. God, are we only up to 1812? We're only going to 1900. I'm only doing the first 200 years. Oh. In 1815, the Battle of Louisiana, or the Battle of New Orleans. That's because the British kept trying to win the Mississippi back. But anyway, all right. But the important thing is 30 years later, the court of the two sisters was built. I'm empty. Okay, I'm too bad. Wait. <laughs> okay. The court of the two sisters was built as a private, very expensive home. And, but by the 40s, it became one hell of a, nest, uh, a restaurant. Okay. And then more importantly, in 1838 in New Orleans, the very first cocktail. Oh, say it, say it. Say it. Say it. Sazerac. You did real well. Thank you, Winston. Do you realize that before that, there was no such thing as a cocktail in the United States? Bars did not have bars. They did not have bartenders. They had tables and chairs, and people were served by those tavern wenches that we all enjoy in those movies. And they were served in mugs, or pint glasses, and you got your beer, and your wine, and your brandy, or your port, whatever. But there were no cocktails as such. You got your whiskey, but from a barrel, okay? But the Zazarac. Zazarac. Zazarac was the Zazarac. first. Zazarac. Whatever it is. <laughs> it started out with brandy, bitters, and herbs. Hmm. And that's because of the French influence. Eventually, they got their uh, act together and they replaced the brandy with rye whiskey because we all know how great whiskey is 
as opposed to branding. It doesn't rot your teeth as much, okay? You so are anyway, so weird. I know, I oh. know. All right, anyway, ah, then the Civil War came around in 1840, 1850s. What am I going to say? We're going to move on. Oh, thank God. Because you're, 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 we got, oh, we got a lot of restaurants that were built. My rolled back into my head. All right, Sam, I'm, I'm tired of trying to educate you historically, all right? New Orleans is a fun place from the very beginning. They knew how to have fun. They knew how to eat. They knew how to cook. They knew how to drink. And it continues today. And if you haven't gone to New Orleans, shame on you. You should be drowned in white powdered sugar. Oh, God. All right, Sam. All right, you've been bugging me. I think it's time I'm for an ice cube pizzazz. I think it's time for a little drink. Now, there are two great drinks from New Orleans. We've already mentioned the other one. Zazerac? Sazerac. Zazerac, okay. And, and I used, there it is. See, there's the original Herb Saint. I like the way they call it Herb Saint because it's really wormwood. So who wants to pour wormwood in their drink? Oh, God. Okay. But basically, oh, that's God. the basic thing. But the drink that you say, hey, what do they drink in New Orleans? They drink hurricanes. Hurricanes are red. Are red. They're supposed to be just like that. Because what happened was, Pat O'Brien found himself with a bunch of really crappy, cheap, cheap rum. It was so bad. He said, if I'm ever going to sell this crap, I have got to mix it with a bunch of fruit juices. Not unlike this. Not unlike that. Hey, that's a, that's a $3 bottle of rum. <laughs> that's, that's important stuff, okay? Now, I tried to get pre-mixed hurricane because I didn't want to bring seven fruit juices here and mix it and all that type of stuff and mess it up. So I went to the um, liquor store and I got a pre-made hurricane. Unfortunately, it's I blue. got it from Puerto Rico. And they make it blue. Now, I don't know what juices are in here or how old their fruit is. But anyway, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, it is blue, but it is a hurricane. Basically, rum, I know I, sh I should... Uh, Measure that. No, I, why, it's pre-measured. That's why you do this. That's why you do this for parties. It is blue. Now, now wait a minute. Let me, I'm the bartender here. Let me explain what I'm trying to do here. I'm just watching. I'm watching. All right, now, this already has a little bit of rum in it. But I think to really understand the history of the hurricane. You gotta add cheap rum. So we're gonna add more of this cheap rum here, okay? God knows, I mean, and that was Bacardi, so that was probably decent rum. This stuff, when you're, when you're done drinking, you, when you're done drinking, you can, uh, you can probably clean your white walls with this, <laughs> okay? All right, so Sam, try that out. Here, toast. The hurricane, well, let me mix a little bit of this. Well, Okay, there we go. There we go. All right. This will be the last real fact you're going to have for the rest of the show, that's for sure. Oh, my God. And where where did you have your Sazerac? I, I have the Sazerac, but don't jump ahead Okay. to the restaurant. I'll just be here See, quiet. she just jumps ahead. Now, I, 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 I've got to tell you this because I feel bad. That Can we stop you? No, wait a minute. We're drinking blue hurricane. And I gotta show you, that's not a real hurricane, as far as I'm concerned. Well, we got a little video for you to look at. This is at Two Jacks, one of the oldest bars in New Orleans. And Maybe boy, the is it oldest. old. It's, you they haven't see, changed a thing. And you will see how they make a good hurricane. Let's kind of. Oh, that just jumped right out. Let's run the video. 
All right, we are ready. ready we go. are ready. All right, guys. Two fisted, I love it. Gotta have your vitamin C. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so keep it going afterwards. Tell me your name. My name is Brett, and welcome into Two Jacks, folks. <laughs> Love your accent. Thank you very much, sir. Go ahead and make it pretty. Two Jacks is a place to have a, a really good hurricane. Pat O'Brien's is a little bit of a tourist trap, and of course, their stuff is pre mixed because of the crowd. Hold on. Notice how much you're enjoying that. I love Pat O'Brien's. They have dueling pianos, and I never miss going. Uh, and I always ask for Dixie and I ask for proud to be an American. And then you put some dollars inside of really a napkin and you put it on the, well, the piano next time and they play it. The next it's time so give nice. them a Dixie coin. Okay? Oh, shut, shut up. up. All right. <laughs> anyway, I say two jacks because they serve that with a nice little slice of, of beef and horseradish sauce. Oh, really good, really good. All right, Sam, how about our first practical palette review? It's about time. That was so sexy. Yes. We went to Galatoire's and we were so thrilled to be there because it's one of the big four. It's one of the historic restaurants that has the finest service. And we met our friend from Virginia, our dear friend, and he writes books, 15 to be exact. And his name is. He's the one without the hair. John Gilstrap. <laughs> And uh, it was such a pleasant meeting, and I was wearing a red dress. I was just so sexy. It was just amazing. And we had a ball there, but we didn't take one picture of anything that we ate. No, because we drank most of the time. I started out with my Zazerac. Yes. Okay, which was wonderful. And then I finished off a little bit more. And as a result, hey, I don't remember what I ate, but it was really good. One of the waiters was a great singer, and he went to one table and sang Happy Birthday, and another he sang a love song to people who were um, having their anniversary. It was really quite lovely. I loved it. Now, that restaurant dates back to the 1800s. And Actually, it opened up in 1908, but then again, you didn't read my script. But I did read, I did read uh, Wikipedia. Ah, that must have been the building. That must have been the building. Anyway, it, it won the James Beard Award in 2004. All right, definitely a place to go eat. Yes, to Or go. dine. These are, we're all doing fine dining stuff there. Okay, if you want to go get a poor boy or a gumbo or something like that, there's a million places to go there. We did fine dining this time. 
Mainly because I can write a little bit of it off the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one, Sam, we went to that same, uh, the next night we went to our, our nose. nose. And our nose has all this beveled glass. It's just a gorgeous place. All these wonderful trees uh, of ferns. And it looks like you're back in spats time. And we had a wonderful waitress, waiter, professional, Christine. She was so terrific. This is what I like about fine wine dining in New Orleans. And that is, they are waiters, they are professional waiters, they are not people who are waiting on tables until they get another job. These are career people, and their whole job is to understand the food and make you happy about it. She was so professional that she went into the kitchen and had the chef sign the menu. And this is a treasure that we'll keep for a while. Our nose is a fourth generation and it was, it started in 1918. And That's it enough. What do we have to eat? The largest kitchen in. Uh, we got it. You know, we have a time limit here. We had souffle potatoes. We had them in Paris. We had them at the, um, uh, oh boy, I'm feeling this drink. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, we had them in Paris. Yes. So we have a drink there yes. too, okay? But these were kind of square well I, I well I like that I had to have my escargot and these people did a great job you notice that little puff pastry sitting on top of the snail because you don't have to rip bread and dip in that butter and garlic you can just let it push in and said oh god that was fantastic oh, they were delicious out of this world and what did you have for dinner what did I have for in dinner? between drinking what did you have for dinner <laughs> what did I have for dinner it is simply <laughs> I'll read the script. Okay. Shrimp Creole. My God, there it is, right there. Wow. It All was right. good. I, on the same, on the other hand, had crab meat Karen in a puff pastry, and ooh, that looks good. Oh, it was fantastic. I ate more seafood in in New Orleans in a, in five days than I've done in the last five months. It's absolutely fantastic. And Sam. I mentioned that Wait a I minute. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, this next picture is, is worth a thousand words because there you are. Beautiful. Adorable. And she's adorable. Why? Because the bread pudding is coming. I happened to mention to Patrick that I didn't have any room for bread pudding. I love bread pudding. And the waitress heard me and she brought it to me complimentary on them. Yeah. I don't know how you can have room for it if you don't pay for it. <laughs> But if, if, but if you had paid for it, you wouldn't have had room. I don't understand that. All right. Well, I let's move on, Sam. While I was working all day long, you got to do some great go-to destinations outside the city. I did. I toured the plantations of Louisiana. There's a hundred mile stretch between Baton Rouge and New Orleans that had at one time 400 of these beautiful mansions. Now they just have a handful left. And I especially- Well, we burned a few, I think, during yeah, the Civil War. Yeah, we did, I especially wanted to go to Oak Alley. Why is it called Oak Alley? Because there are 28 300 year old oaks that go over what would be the driveway they also have 28 columns 
bridging the house. Would that mean if, if one of the oak trees died, they cut down one of the columns? No, you know, actually, that's, that's a good point. They have one that was hit by lightning, and it, it's dying, and they don't know what to do. They're trying to save it as best they can. But anyway, this house was, um, it, for 12 years, it was lent to the cows, and they just roamed inside of this <laughs> they, building. They lent it to the cows? They lent it to the cows. You mean they were deserted and the cows took over the property? All right, we'll uh, do the it The owners your way. didn't lend it. Now, 1925, the Stewarts bought the house for $50,000. I mean, this is an amazing house for $12,000. I mean, $50,000. They put $60,000 into the renovation of the house, and it, it's so beautiful. You've seen it in movies, you've seen it in TV, and one day, Bette Davis went to the house, and she said, you know that these movie people will pay you a lot of money if you let them, us film our movie inside of the house. Mrs. Stewart said, I have a lot of money. No. <laughs> No, you can't. Well, they were from Texas. They were from Texas. And they she brought was a, cattle to the She plantation. was a cattle rancher, and she brought cattle to the house. Yes, she died in 1972, and she left it to the people in a trust. I think that's amazing. Very nice. Yes. However, I went to Laura Plantation, which is not as beautiful a plantation. Well, it was a working farm, if I remember my yes, history. Yes, you're absolutely right, but it is more interesting in a lot of ways. It was built in 1805, and Elizabeth was the matriarch of this, because all the men either died of war or they died of disease. There were four generations of women who ran this 12,000-acre plantation. The um, Sugar mill was a, a mile away. See, I find that interesting. We think of plantations in the South and all they did was grow cotton. This was a sugar plantation. Most of these, these were sugar plantations. Nonetheless, they had a hun um, 186, 186 slaves. They had 69 slave cabins. And Laura, who was the last owner of the house, ran it for 30 years, and then she said, all the women who ran this place were crumpled old nasty women. I'm out of here. I'm going to New Orleans and have some fun. Well, you know, with all that drinking in New Orleans, all the women look a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's all the right, humidity. So, so that took a whole day, right? Yes. All right, now the second day of my hard work you did a little hop-on, hop-offing stuff in the city itself. I always recommend that you do hop-on, hop-off any city that you go to. But what I found out this time was that I did three days of hop-on, hop-off, and <coughs> each day the guide on, on the bus was different and told a different story. So it was really very interesting. It's $44 for three days, and it's the best money you can spend. The first day, the man just said, here is the stadium, here is the river, here is the whatever. And that was fine. The second day, it was a youngster 
with a ponytail who told us where all the beer drinking halls were that accepted dogs. And that was interesting. You know, that's, remember the last time we went to New Orleans, it was maybe uh, 10 years ago, I guess. And I found a bar <coughs> on the far north east side of um, the French Quarter, and it was pet friendly. And I'm not lying about this, because I was sitting at Why a U-shaped bar. I was not lying, <laughs> because I was sitting, the owner had a parrot, and his parrot only drank Bailey's cream. <laughs> and so he'd have a little cup here for the parrot to drink while he was walking around. And I'm sitting across the street, or across the bar, from a Cocker Spaniel drinking a light beer. It's because Stout gave him gas, so he only drank the light beer. And I'm telling you, it was the most incredible experience ever. Everybody in there had a pet, and they were all drinking with their owners. I thought it was a good thing. Well, the third guide talked, he was a history professor, and so he talked about the history of New Orleans. The best reason to take the hop-on, hop-off bus is to know where you are in relation to ev all the sites. Also, to see sites that you wouldn't want to waste an afternoon or a day in. I saw it, I saw it, I saw it, etc. We're going to have to move along here. Okay, but okay. the buses can't go into the French Quarter. So what did I do? I had the bus, I got off the bus at the French Market. I went to Café Du Monde. I was wearing black. The breezes were blowing. I had powdered sugar all over me. Don't wear black. Don't wear black. However, I walked across the street and took one of the mules, which are part horse, part donkey, and then I got into the carriage and did the French Quarter. This was quite a trip. I had such a good time. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed Café du Monde, all right, but I did find one. I was allowed to get off for lunch, so I went and found Café Benet. Uh, and Café Benet is a tiny little thing. Beignet. Beignet, okay, I told you I had Five years of French, three years of first, and two years of second. So I come close, that's all. This little place is so tiny, it almost looks like a subway, but it's filled with people and a vast variety. I had some great scones there, too. But we, we're running real short, Sam. Well, let's run through the next two ones because we've got only a few minutes left to our show. Antoine's okay. is one of my favorite restaurants. We saw Tommy Lee Jones there one night. They have 25-cent martinis and... And so we had, we had some, time, as you can see there. At lunchtime, and so for a buck, you can get wasted, ripped to the tits. All right, let's, let's just go through these because we got a few pictures here. We really only have a few minutes. So one of the things you have to look at here is we had Richard. Richard was our waiter, and he did a fantastic job. He gives you, the waiters there give you their business card. Whenever we come back to New Orleans, we call Richard up and we make a reservation and he does everything we need to know to have a good time there. We also had, uh, it was a beautiful room, don't have much time to show all those pictures, but it was a beautiful room and we also had the same souffle potatoes, which were not, they were tasted better than the other restaurant, but they were not as displayed, they were just kind of thrown on the plate, but they were better tasting than the other potatoes we had. You had a French onion soup, if I remember correctly. Yes, I did. With, oh, encrusted, I absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it was cheese. And of course, at the end, you can't go there without having Cherry's Jubilee. Jubilee. Flamed at table. He even throws some of the rum on the table. 
and lights it. It is an experiment. It's just absolutely beautiful. Sam, we're real. I don't think we're going to be able to finish everything that we have here. Oh my God! I know. Well, you talk sisters. too much about the dumb you tours you had. You talk about all that history. All right. So let's get let's get right down to the important part. All right. We're going to skip to if if, if Scott can uh, move, he can move this fast. Let's move to the the old Anasis house and see what my favorite thing is a story. Let's we're going to jump all the way down to what that we call segments six okay number in segment five uh we give him a little time Absent. he's a little slow okay anyway we got only one minute we're going to the end we're all <laughs> <laughs> would you believe it no it's an 800 number i am not voting for her i don't care what anybody says <laughs> all right all right we have got to go who's the winner sam for last one show, last show. Barbara Shantis. She won it again, Barbara. We talked about uh, Italy. Where was the balcony from Romeo and Juliet? Verona. All right, Verona and Barbara, you won for the second time. You're going to get more coffee. Okay, it's cold up there in Wisconsin. You're going into the big months. I think, Sam, it's time to finish off, and we're going to have to do the rest of this. We're going to do the second half of this show next time. Okay. Uh, it's and the rest of the show will be a secret. happy hour. And I thought it always already was. <laughs> Okay. Travel, Eat, and Learn is on twice a month, and the next time we'll be on is October 12th, and you can go to vi VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live to find more information, or Facebook forward slash, for Facebook.com forward slash four, four, the number four, moretravel.com. Our next show is going to be a surprise. Yeah, because we don't know what we're going to do, but you know one of the things we will do is finish the last couple things on New I Orleans that we did. I think so. I think so. Thanks for I think watching. It's We're on our way to, to Del Frisco's. Uh, the best happy hour in town. See ya. <laughs>